Good afternoon, I'm Raylene Ramsey. This is your afternoon news fix for Friday the 28th of April. About 85% of the population has completed the census. So far, 4.5 million people have responded to the five-yearly survey, which aims to encapsulate New Zealand demographics and lifestyles. But statistician Simon Mason says some communities are underrepresented so far. We need to hear from, from a bit more, particularly Māori and Pacific, so they're a bit lower at about 60 or just under 70%. People who don't fill in the forms could face a fine of up to $2,000. Maritime New Zealand has filed charges over two port fatalities within a week of each other last April. Courtney Winter reports. Aotearoa Toa Aiti died after being crushed by a container at Port of Auckland and Donald Grant was killed when he was struck by coal at Littleton Port. Auckland's stevedore and company Wallace Investments faces one charge under the Health and Safety at Work Act and two charges have been filed against Littleton Port Company. The maximum penalty is a $1.5 million fine. The initiator of a National Erebus Memorial says he regrets how long it's taken. The Culture and Heritage Ministry says the memorial for the 257 who died in the 1979 plane crash can't be built in Auckland's Dovemire Robinson Park because of erosion from flooding. Aviation historian and chaplain Richard War says plans began in 2016. It has been a long time coming and I think that's the sadness that really this means it's another year or two away, particularly for many of the elderly family linked to the Erebus accident. The Prime Minister is continuing to bat off questions about capital gains tax. An inland revenue reporter showed the wealthiest New Zealanders pay about half the tax an average earner does. But Chris Hipkins has made it clear this year's budget won't feature a capital gains or wealth tax. He says Labour also won't play the game of what's on the table, what's off the table on election policy. We will have a a, a tax policy well before the election so that New Zealanders know what they'd be voting for. Te Whatu Ora has offered sincere apologies to patients who saw a fake doctor who was working at Middlemore Hospital in Auckland. Yuvraj Krishnan was sentenced to three years, seven months in prison yesterday. Joey Dwyer reports. The 31-year-old used bogus CVs, reference letters and forged practising certificates to get a job at the hospital, seeing 81 patients over a six-month period. A Tifatu Order spokesperson says it's conducted a thorough review of its employment vetting procedures. They're confident the processes they've put in place will prevent such an incident happening again. Construction workers are effectively using a zip line to get themselves and their gear to work on Taranaki's Mount Messenger Bypass for State Highway 3. The 1.1km cableway can safely transport up to 20 tonnes of equipment. Wakakotahi says it's the first of its kind for a road project in New Zealand. In sport, Dame Nolene Taurua has confirmed she's had informal discussions about overseas coaching opportunities when her Netball New Zealand contract expires in November. The Silver Ferns coach will decide after the World Cup whether she'll uh, apply to remain in the role, but no concrete plans are in place. Scott Hansen is lauding the influence of coaching guru Des Hansen, father of former New Zealand coach Steve, for his rise to the all-black assistant coaching role. And the Boston Celtics have eliminated the Atlanta Hawks from the NBA playoffs. I'm Raylene Ramsey. That is your latest news fix. And we'll be back with the next update tomorrow morning from the News Talk ZB Newsroom.